Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I am your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. It's finally here. We've made it to the Halloween Super And it, it is a great one. We got a new guest on the Podski, and we have returning guest Justin Andretti, and we talk professional wrestling, all things spooky, masks, all of it, and it, it was such a great time. I had so much fun doing it. Uh, we feel like we got a really good show for you. What the? Trick or treat! Well, it looks like we got some trick-or-treaters. We better go see who it is. Oh, yes, this is your governor of Minnesota. This is Jesse the Body Ventura, and I'm here to ask the questions. I need to know who is the real identity of Justin Andretti. Uh, okay, I'm I'm not... <laughs> I'm. What are you doing here? And I'm not I'm not gonna give away the man's gimmick. I demand answers. I, again, Jesse, I, I'm only handing out candy here for the kids. You can go on. You know what? You're going to hear from my lawyers because I demand answers to my questions. All right. Well, there you have it. We had our first uh, interruption here on the Podski. That was uh, Jesse, the body Ventura, popping in here. And uh, the the door is open. It's trick-or-treat night here on the Podski. We are going live, and we're going to – it's it's going to be a good time. Uh, we, we're going to tell some really cool stories, some really funny ones. So uh, let's get to it here on – the Halloween Super Show. Hello and welcome to the Halloween Super Show. Oh, got... oh shit. We got... Damn. We got Justin Andretti, uh, the reoccurring guest, and we got beautiful Bobby Winters. He oh, is thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank live you. in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And today is our, like we already said, it's the Halloween Super Show. We're gonna talk everything spooky, anything that's happened with paint or masks. We're gonna give you our top five list. It doesn't really have to be a top five list. There's gonna be personal stories in here. And thank you both for uh, coming on for the super show. Yeah, happy to be here, man. Always. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you want to hear something really spooky? Oh, boy. (laughs) So I went down to Downey yesterday and I was in a Burlington Coat Factory. Oh, Lord. uh, Sometimes they've got, sometimes they've got elites and ultimates in there pretty cheap, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm just walking around. I don't don't care. I'm just going to go see what they got. So I go in there and I found a, um, I found a, uh, I'm trying to think who it was, who it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be uh, Alexa Bliss, Ultimate. Yeah. Um, and it had the Fiend 
in the package. <laughs> that it sounds was like, about it was right. A, it was a fiend. It was a fiend basic in the. Uh, in the package. <laughs> she had put on a little bit of weight. I didn't know that. She got she got a little bigger in that in, yeah. in big form. Anybody must that have, I mean, she she must have just become cognizant of how far downhill her career's gone. <laughs> Her um anybody that fig swaps is a is an instant dirtbag. Don't fig oh, swap. I do it's so funny. I see it all the time. It's 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 always hilarious. It is really funny. I do really enjoy them when you see them, but if I was ever like if I ever walked in there and there was a fig I was looking for and it was the one I wanted, but someone swapped out like a a truck and Tom Miller in there. I oh my gosh, I'd be I would, so mad. I would love a truck and Tom Miller league. <laughs> Hey, before before we get going here, um, and yeah. this, this is going to get sideways quick with this episode. Just FYI, for sure. everybody out there in, in in podcast land. But did anyone watch Halloween Havoc yesterday? Hell no. I, I I can't say that it was on my uh, my list. Let I, me give I, you a little rundown. Let me give you a little rundown. Yeah. So first, first off, uh, it's gotten better again. So NXT is pretty good again. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's safe to watch if you're a if you're a fan. But uh, all right. Um, you know, the, the casket match was pretty good. Um, they had with, a casket match? They had a casket match with Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. And Waller, dude, is unbelievable. Like, super, I mean, I, I don't really watch NXT, so I don't I – don't, these guys are kind of new to me for the most part. But it was um, Apollo Crews and, and, and Waller. Waller looked really good, man. Like, he's super athletic. He's got all the tools to be a really good pro wrestler, man. I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with that guy. But um, I was pretty – I was pretty surprised too at how good Apollo Cruz looked. Like he looked like he was he was a lot more agile and a lot more flexible. Probably looked like and he, he did a really long. nice job. That was a good, that was a good match. It was it was good. And then yeah, um, I I can't say that I'm ever overly hyped now for these NXT shows just because they're they're worth they're worth giving a shot again. They really are. I'm surprised they had a casket match without the Undertaker. Well, they did well, Undertaker stuff in the match. Uh, of course God. they did. <laughs> um, look, I mean, piece uh, of shit. The only, the only Bob, other Bobby I, Winters is a known hater of Undertaker. I am. I am. I mean, ugh. if anyone ever took so much and gave back so little over the course of a career, it's that dumb cunt right there. <laughs> I wish somebody would lay him down and he did. He wouldn't sit back up from it ever. I mean, Lesnar almost did. <laughs> hey, almost. I, but fucking come up in it. Well, fucking Goldberg just about got him too, which would be the career highlight for fucking Goldberg. <laughs> I hope he's not. Is he? I hope he's done. They're gonna bring him back. They're literally just gonna fucking. He's gonna look like a goddamn corpse next time we bring him back. Holy shit! That three strands that he's fucking slicking back. You know the best thing to come from Undertaker was they finally gave me that CG Paul Bearer I wanted that one time. Talk about <laughs> talk talk about fucking scary. <laughs> Bobby Winters, this is the Undertaker. You will rest in Is that a part of your list? It's not part of it's not part of 
it's an honorable mention. CG <laughs> CG Paul Paul Bearer will be on my list, but CG Paul Bearer is uh is is an honorable mention. I, I speaking 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 of spooky, they uh I don't know what the hell is going on in NXT right now where they rebranded Zach Gibson. Do you remember him? He he was he did really well in that like the NXT UK tournament. Is that a, is that Robert's son? I dude, I would. <laughs> You know what? Oh my God! Is this a rib? Is this a rib? Because what they did with Zach Gibson, they gave, they gave him, him a cross eye gimmick. Dude, they gave him one white contact. Oh my God! They gave him the fucking a fucked up eye. It is, oh my it's, God, dude. It's so yeah. bad. That's I don't even know what the hell his name is now. They changed his name. It, it's it's just like, what are we doing? Like, I, it, it was it was not good. <laughs> if that's a, if that's a rib, hats off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Breaker, I mean Braun Breaker's great. Breaker was really good in that uh, yeah. in that event. That guy, I mean, he's 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 fantastic. He's going to be their money maker eventually. Yeah. So he's anyway, that, that was all I saw from that. That was really worth writing down. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, before we get started, uh, Andretti and I just got done with the uh, hot seat wrestling. Yeah, and... tremendous, tremendous show. Thank you. And uh, since uh, you're on the you're on the pod ski now, Bobby, we wanted to put Thanks. you on the hot seat. Oh boy, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> oh, I'm out. I'm sweating. Is this common? So you gotta, you're on the hot man, seat. You yeah. always gotta you always gotta be ready to jump in and grab the book because you never know when Tony Khan has a has a an aneurysm or or you know Triple H goes into cardiac arrest and they gotta yeah, they gotta grab it. somebody to, to do the book, man. Yeah. All right. I, I'm. We're putting our. Creden- we already put it. our credentials out on the out on the internet, so they already know that that was our, that was my interview and my yeah. resume all in one. Yeah. All right. Well, well damn it. All right. I'll, I'll I'll do it. Give me all the right. book. All right. So, uh, what do you want to do here? Doug? We just want to do a singles match, or <laughs> give him. I mean, look. Let's let's. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't want to throw I don't want to throw him into the fire too hard. Because you give him a triple threat, he can get real and get a little hairy. But uh let's give him let's give him a singles. This will be like the this will be like the pre-show a singles match. gimmick, a pre-show match. <laughs> the pre-show the match to the, to the Halloween Super Show podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Here's our here's our pre-show match. Yeah, right. Uh your, your numbers are 26. 26, okay. So number 26 is Billy Gunn. Oh yeah. Mm, mm. And 73, number 73 is Christian. So we got a match that could happen today on television. Weird, we got man. Billy Gunn Weird. versus Christian. Okay, I man. like it. Take the book. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think have we seen this like fucking 50 <laughs> times? We're gonna see it 51, and we're gonna see it at Bloodshed on Battleground Avenue. <laughs> and Battleground Avenue is a street. It's not a venue in Greensboro, North Carolina. So we're going to line the street with chairs uh, for one match. <laughs> capacity, uh, damn near endless. Uh, you, could, you could, I mean, it's fucking. It's it's about a damn five mile stretch of street. Um, and that's a good. It's a good thing. Can this be a gimmick match? Sure. Good, because it's a king of the road match, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> it's this Billy is only Gunn. on your pre-show. Bill, yeah, I fuck. I want people to buy this shit. I'm trying to make some money off of it. I ain't trying to work every damn day anymore. <laughs> Billy Gunn, Christian, King of the Road match, back of the truck. Um, you know, 
the king of the road match. Christian already gets in Billy Gunn's head by mentioning how instead of being the king of the road, he was once the king of the ring, and it led to nothing because he pretty much fizzled that opportunity because they gave up on him partway through. Um, ultimately, this is a match of two guys that were the less popular of their tag team, and it's weighed down on them. And you, they, they've both gone on to have careers. Uh, you know, Christian will cite his, his multiple uh, world title wins. Billy Gunn will point out those were in TNA, so they don't really, don't really count since it has a reach of about fucking 10 people, including uh, Mr. Andretti here for a short stretch. You still watching? You asked me if I'm watching TNA? Yeah. The only reason why I would watch TNA would be for me to just hate watch all, everybody on that stupid roster. All right. All right. <laughs> I did enjoy when that guy got shot during that wedding. How um, was that? But no, it's, it's, it's a back and forth um one thing i do have to say is that the tax money in greensboro doesn't go towards the road so it's a bumpy ride <laughs> if you bit hey the ones that know know and if you if you've been down battleground you know it's bumpy they're in that back of that 18 wheeler they're making do there's hay bales uh there's a couple gimmicks laying around you know I, what do you find in the back of a fucking truck there's like a wrench maybe comic sized wrench like fucking cane hit vader with <laughs> Um, and, and, and they're both kind of wrestling for control of this wrench because um, neither one of them have a very effective finisher, honestly. So many people are kicked out of it that uh, they know uh, hit my finish. It could be enough. I need this goddamn wrench to put this man down. This is going to be definitely on the HSW video game because it's going to be the graphics will be just like they're just like the the, the, the bad dudes. And yeah. yes, where they're on top, yes. on top of the yes. yes, yes, it's going to be that. Um, and you know, finally, Billy Gunn at the at the very end is going to be standing over Christian with that wrench in hand, and he's about to bring it down. Um, when all of a sudden they hit that weird stretch on Battleground where there's fucking five red lights in a row. Uh, one of them catches Billy Gunn offhand because they those red lights have a hair trigger on them. It jars him. He drops the wrench. Christian picks it up, sweeps his leg with it plunges it right into his damn forehead uh he might be dead but he's at least down for a three and that's all we care about because it's the pre-show we cut after that for the rest of the package love it <laughs> that was an incredible pre-show match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now all the people on battleground avenue pull out their phones and put in their earphones and then they listen to the rest of the podcast <laughs> in silence <laughs> Oh my. Well, they got to do something while that ambulance is coming to collect Billy Gun. <laughs> oh my. All right. Well, that was uh, a great segment of Hot Seat Wrestling. Mm. And uh let's get let's get into our list. So uh our list we compiled uh around five and uh it's gonna be things of uh, a spooky wrestling nature, mm. and there's been tons of those. Uh we got personal stories that revolve around Halloween and wrestling. And we have actual um, wrestlers that we're going to talk about, too, probably at some point. Anything else that uh, I didn't mention here that somebody's got on their list? I mean, I had a couple I had a couple uh, like honorable mentions. I just wanted to throw out there to, to give mm-hmm. people a bone. Mm-hmm. Let's let's I, I think we can do those at the end. Sure, okay. sure. All right. Well, uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to give their number five? Shit, I'll jump in. I'm fresh off the uh, fresh off the bloodshed on Battleground. I just talked. To, <laughs> I just spoke with the police, <laughs> and 
<laughs> assured them that he signed all the proper papers that there's no fault on my end so yeah my, my like five, any smart promoter would that's right that's right hey he's fucking independent independent contractor there he knew the risks <laughs> um but no my 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 number five um it came from, and I don't know, you guys may have as, uh, as wrestling fans. As a kid, maybe you dabbled in the old face paint a little bit, like your, fa- like your favorite wrestler, quite possibly. And uh, my cousin and I would have just these, these insane in-house wrestling matches. Like in a bedroom, we would tilt like a fucking mattress on its like diagonal. And, and the key was to get on top of that thing. Like, I got like a little king of the mountain. Not like Jeff Jarrett, king of the mountain. But uh, just a little king of the mountain, tumble the other guy down. Of course, you know, as kids, it's one of those things where it starts off kind of, you're kind of working together. You're calling spots. Uh, It turns into a shoot pretty fucking quick, though. Someone gets hurt. Um, But one night we decided we're going to spice it up a little bit, you know, spice it up in the bedroom. Um, Damn. Nothing wrong with it. We've been going at this for a while. Sometimes you got to spice things up. A little role play. Uh, We decided to paint up uh i i was a sting guy now, now mind you this is the very late 80s um i was a big sting fan uh late 80s maybe would turn to 90 uh so i was going to paint up like sting uh my cousin was was going with an ultimate warrior appearance uh you know a little more elaborate uh honestly and did he blow paint- up before he even got to the living room yeah yeah blown up as hell um he had a lot of ideas um about the gay community i didn't agree with um just just a lot of things um but no we decided to paint up the only you know the only thing is when you're gonna paint your face you need some face paint and we didn't have any so our paint turned to what my mother had in her makeup cabinet all right and and you know we're talking my i i went with a red uh from lipstick basically so just you know a little lipstick on my, my face forehead um the white there was like this what i think may have been like foundation which when it was a little lighter and i kind of went along with it uh my cousin kind of followed suit we basically both went in white and red face paint um if we had some red if we had some blue it could have been like a nice you know great american bash or something like that sure Uh, we had white and red and my (laughs) great my grandfather was watching us on this night and yeah he was a pretty rowdy fellow himself he had he had a lot of fucking memorable quotes most did of you, paint, did you paint his face <laughs> we didn't paint him up he was asleep he was asleep or uh, else i was hoping he was gonna be the ref yeah i know but um no and we you know started fighting as usual but found that that paint got or that makeup rather got fucking everywhere <laughs> so he's like all right what are we gonna do here what are we gonna do and uh we we tried like a, a powder like or some kind of powder. I, I, I don't know what it even fucking was it was 80s makeup god knows uh-huh. Uh-huh. If, if i have cancer now it's probably because of that um but no uh, so we put on a little bit of that powder it's still running everywhere i draw back to a nightmare on elm street making of video that i have watched not long before that where they said to set things in they put a a gel over the makeup it's like okay um sure i i, I get a thing of vaseline oh my we, we put a, a thin hey layer now. of vas, vaseline yeah yeah Whew. yeah the podsky after dark uh <laughs> we both put a thin layer of vaseline over our faces and um you know and just tried the end oh my god it, it's even more of a mess it's horrible we're still fighting 
our door gets thrown open partway through. <laughs> and my grandfather's standing there with this jar of Vaseline that, cause I think I left it like by the bedroom door, maybe just kind of dropped it. And we started fucking fighting and he holds it in his hand and he, he takes a minute like a, to survey what he's seeing. And, and, and all he says to us, it's like, I just wanted to make sure you boys weren't jerking each other off. And he turns around and leaves <laughs> completely content with what's going on in there. That's fine. He just, he, he just wanted to make a little, a little visit, make sure things were on the up and up. And that's my number five. Oh, wow. What a run it. Oh, yeah, how much, uh, how much, tremendous. how much makeup did you guys get all over the sink when you were doing this? <laughs> The sink, the the uh, the the bed, um, the floor, fucking there. It was on the fucking wall, everywhere. Uh, it was it was bad, but you know we we got that shit cleaned up. It was a concentrated effort over the night. That was one of his terms to I think let it continue <laughs> was that we just clean that shit up before <laughs> the night's over with. So who won? <laughs> That's what we care about. Who who pinned who? Uh, I. If I remember, well, I, you know, at this point in time, we were roughly the same age, but I had about a foot on him. So it, it in length or height, been, huh? In length or height, where, it where it counted. And, uh, so, you know, I went over, I, I would, I'm just going to say, I went over on that one. It, it's revisionist history. I'm going to do the whole Hogan thing and say that I went, I went over on that one. Works for me, brother. Love That's it. it. Love it. Let's hear it. Dut. Let's do number five. Okay, so I'm also gonna gonna go back in time here for my number five. So um, when I was a kid, um, every wrestler at one point was my favorite wrestler. Just like yeah. how every yeah. every NFL team at one point was my favorite NFL team. So um, I, I for whatever reason, uh, one year I decided I wanted to go as uh, Tito Santana El Matador Power. <laughs> And I grew up in a heavily Caucasian community, okay? Um, and uh, I don't know what happened where we decided we were going to go to a nearby neighborhood and trick-or-treat. I, I think that it was just a different night for them, um, for trick-or-treating, than it was in, in my neighborhood. So I, we went, like, up the, ro up the road to this uh, other, uh, other community to do trick-or-treat. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is, this is rural America. It's rural white America, right? So making mm -hmm. towns, making towns. I was like mm -hmm. two or three houses down from my buddy Jason's house. And, and I'm like 11 years old, man, 10 or 11 years old, somewhere around there. Um, and I was dressed as El Matador, okay? And I, I went into this old woman's house. It was her and her husband. I hope they're both dead. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I went in there and the woman asked my buddy Jason, you know, oh, what are you supposed to be or whatever? And he, I don't even know what he was, but- then she asked me and I told her El Matador and she goes, she goes, you're a, you're a Matador. I go, no, I'm El Matador. And I'm already getting hot, dude. Like, how do you, how do you not know who Tito Santana is? Right. Number mm -hmm. one. So, so I'm already getting a little irritated. And, um, and she goes, well, she looks at me up and down and goes, well, you don't look very Mexican. <laughs> and I went, I was like, I'm going to just DDT this uh, one right here in the middle of the floor. And I, I left. I walked out of the house. I was so irritated. She didn't know who I was. You, 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 didn't go, you didn't go for the flying forearm. I didn't go for the flying forearm, dude. I should have. But I was, so, I was so annoyed she didn't know who, who Tito Santana was that I just, I just walked out of the house. Uh, I love it. I love it. 
Lady, That's I don't awesome. know who you, lady, I don't know who you are. I don't even remember exactly what house you were in, but I, I hope you had a horrible life. Yeah, go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> Baker, what you got? Uh, so my number five is uh, so good friend of the show, Teddy Mongoose. Uh, Speaking, yeah, not a well, good friend of the show. Speak for yourself, though. <laughs> I would I would have said okay, friend of the show. Okay, friend of the show. Uh, he. So in, in our original group chat, the, the bros chat, we end up having a brosmas every year. And we do basically, we just do a gift exchange with everybody in the group, but we get together and it always ends up, we watch just the worst wrestling matches you could possibly imagine. Mm. And, uh, you know, just come together for some fellowship and some wrestling. Mm. And my brother-in-law is in that group. And every single year we've done this, he has received a Braun Strowman goat mask from, from Teddy every single year. So now my brother-in-law has accrued four masks, one for him and each one of his kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what ends up happening is that they, or my brother-in-law, he'll take the masks, he puts them on. And then he'll just come and sit in the house. So he's just him just sitting there rocking in the chair. And then they're like, take the mask off. And he takes the mask off. And there's another mask. And then he does the whole gimmick where he takes the mask off until it's him. So I have, we have them housed in our garage gym, a holy trinity of uh, the, the Braun Strowman goat masks. Jesus. Yep. And I have a feeling that, you know, there is a lot more where that came from. And he's going to be the proud owner of a, probably about 15 of them by the end of this. Mongoose sent me one for Christmas. I got one, too. <laughs> How does he have so many of these? Well, because they're like a dollar on the shop whenever you go to. Uh, well, probably not anymore because it's on Fanatics. But whenever they do their. Uh, the shop would have the uh, Black Friday sale. You can get stuff on there so cheap. Like I, every like. A couple years ago, all everybody got a money in the bank lunchbox from me. <laughs> and we, we probably also should say that Mongoose is a frequent uh, frequent flyer on the uh, shop WWE clearance rack. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, who, you should. You absolutely should be a clearance rack shopper. For he, bu the, he buys every shirt. Yeah, that's like two dollars. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. It's great. Which, he which has a one great of you, collection which of, one of you Who bought me the Lars Sullivan shirt that I have on right now? Probably who the hell Teddy. Do you think bought it. <laughs> 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 Vivid Video bought it and they sent it to you. God. <laughs> Man, I, I've, I've paid for enough of their fucking movies. It's about goddamn time they send me something. <laughs> That's the repayment for buying the Sunny one, isn't it? That. Whew. Jesus. Yeah, you get through get through that and win a prize. I'll yeah, tell you that. That was, that was a fucking yeah. Those sunny days are awful goddamn dark. <laughs> number four. Yeah, let's hear you. I mean, four. I mean, we were talking about something, but that segue into something scary enough as it is. <laughs> but mine was uh it, it's it's both the wrestler and uh the memories tied to it is Papa Shango. Uh, you know, for those who, who have been watching, of course, Papa Shango would, would better be known as a godfather much later on. But he came into the WWF with this fucking voodoo gimmick with the, the just he's a big guy, the bald head, the fucking painted, the skull painted face, the whole voodoo thing. 
and man, it was enough. Some kids in my school, they, I was at that point where I was kind of starting to doubt the legitimacy of what was occurring, but I was still in just enough to where I was very concerned <laughs> and he had targeted the ultimate warrior and, and God damn it. When he had the ultimate warrior throwing up pea soup or whatever the hell that was, um, I was scared to death for him. He set some jobber shoes on fire one time. I don't know if that was symbolic or something or not. I don't know. No, it was, it was really, it was nice to see somebody make the ultimate warrior throw up after he made us throw up so many times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you made it, you've made us sick many a time. Papa Shango is going to get a little revenge. Um, but no, that whole gimmick just, I think that may have been, um, and, and this is an honorable mention that and the great Muda may have been the last two gimmicks that really concerned me. Didn't scare me so much. It's just, I was very concerned for anybody that was facing them. Uh, which I mean, if you're facing Papa Shango, I don't know what the worst that can happen is. His fucking finisher was the damn shoulder breaker, wasn't it? I and mean, you're not gonna be hurting too. You're not gonna be hurting too bad by the end of that match. Uh, you can just ice that up and you'll be fine. Uh, but but aside from that, aside from the whole presentation, um, my uncle, my uncle Tim, uh, was a big big wrestling fan. He was heavily watching about this time. He was he was a lot older than me, um, but he was like. You know, that cool uncle that would fucking take us to the shows. I knew he was always watching wrestling. So if I came over there, I'd, I'd, I'd watch wrestling too. And he would always refer to him as Papa Shango. And it, <laughs> just as a kid, it ate me alive. It still does to this day when someone mispronounces something over and over again. But he would just keep calling him Papa Shango. And man, we had a, he had a buddy named Sean that would come over every now and then watch wrestling fucking play cards with him he lived you know kind of down the street um and every now and then i would correct him and i said it's shango and since he had a friend named sean he said shango where i didn't i hadn't seen him is he here and it would fucking eat me alive it would goddamn make my blood boil <laughs> the one he's mispronouncing it and two when i try to correct him he tr he turns into some damn play on words and plays dumb and, and mm, I'm getting hot. I'm getting shoot hot right now. Um, and I was as a kid just sitting there, boy, what am I going to do? I can't whip this person fucking <laughs> in their damn 20s. So it's like, so all I heard over and over again was Papa Shango. Whenever I say Shango, I said, Shango, where? I ain't seen him. I didn't know he was here. And it's like, oh, that's number four. It, it, it's, it's part the wrestler and part the goddamn anger and frustration that apparently I've carried with me today and bottled we're, up in We're here to listen. And bottled, up, and bottled up inside. That made got my hand on nice. your shoulder right now, man. Let it out. It's all Thank good. You. Which one's on my ass, though? The other hand. Okay. All right. I didn't know if it was you or, or, or Baker, but it's, it's a gentle hand, and I appreciate it. I mean, how, how, great, how great is it that Vince McMahon would never watch movies, but every time he would watch a movie, he would steal a character? Yeah. 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 And they lifted, they lifted that right from the James Bond movie. Oh, for sure. The Live and Let Die, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, the character's fantastic. But, and then he, I mean, obviously you got Demolition from Road Warrior, you know, from, mm -hmm. from Mad Max. I mean, how funny is that? I mean, every time, every time a guy watches a movie, uh, or he steals a character. <laughs> but man, yeah, that's it. Number four, I got to give, I gotta give uh, 
I got to give Godfather some props here too for being being such a good sport with the Laurel Highlands Pizza Wars, man. I mean that that dude is a great he's guy. A Pizza Wars Hall of Famer. He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he went above and beyond with those promos to help with yeah. the Laurel Highlands Pizza Wars. That was awesome. Unlike some. Yeah, I mean Steamboat did Steamboat. okay. Whatever, Damn. Luigi, fucking stink boat. That's money from Steamboat. I'm never going to get back. No, his wife's already spent that. <laughs> which was which was better than the uh, the two puff bagwell cameos that i got oh those Jesus. are bad too the first one was so bad i couldn't even finish watching it and then the second one where he tried to quote unquote redo it which was which was just a human being laying in a backyard at night passed out and all i could see was the, the side of the house how about <laughs> srs never fulfilling your your cameo sean ross sap dude what a what a what a jerk this guy is man i mean i thought that was gonna be a really funny cameo for you for your birthday and I and that dude never responded. I even sent him a message, which I paid three dollars to send through Cameo mm. um, to give him shit and be like, "What? What's the fucking update here, dude?" That's um, why you yeah. don't pay Fightful Select. You pay for Uncle Daddy Dave Meltzer. And actually, pay. I don't even pay for it. Teddy pays for it. Well, I mean, I mean, you get, give your money where you're gonna get where you're gonna get value. But Sean Ross Sapp, you got heat with me forever, man. You ruined you ruined my friend's birthday. Yeah, ruined it, <laughs> asshole. All right. Uh, what's your number four, Dut? Okay, what do I got here for number four? <coughs> Excuse me. All right, number four, I've got. Oh, this is a good one, guys. Um, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The opening, the opening video, the haunted house, Tony Schiavone's haunted house mini oh, movie. Oh my god, dude! I watched this again last night just to do a little, do a little homework on this, on this episode. Yeah. It is so awesome, dude. I mean, you know, we 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 all talk a bunch of shit about like the cinematic stuff now with WWE and the, you know all the all the goofy stuff that doesn't make any any logical sense. But I mean, dude, this stuff has been going on forever in wrestling. I mean, it, it, at least at least as far back as the early '90s. I mean, you've mm. got a bunch of little kids in a in a cinematic movie looking for looking for a scare and looking for candy, and they go into a haunted mansion owned by Tony Schiavone. Who's, who's cooking his wife in the oven okay so, so then they go up there um you know the 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 kid the dracula kid the vampire kid was obviously a paid actor um who was a little over the top but then they the kid in the stink paint definitely not a paid actor i don't know who the hell's son that was the kid i hope you didn't get into acting because you're not very good but the the other ones were the other ones were were, were uh probably paid actors but mm. i mean they go was in that before was that before bischoff's time 93 would have been right or is it right i mean bischoff might have been like the the backstage guy at that point where he was doing the the the, the interviews i was gonna I say because i know that garrett did a lot of stuff backstage before it like they be. would just throw garrett out there a lot of times well he would have been that age right i mean he would have been like a probably like a uh like a 10 year old kid in 93 so maybe it was him mm. anyway so the kids go into shivani's house and shivani's playing it pretty straight he's you know he's he's like a like a supernatural tony shivani which mm. is everything i've ever wanted in my life and then he he asked the kids he's like hey do you want to see something really scary and he rips off his face and he's a big like troll goat monster and the kids run away mm -hmm. and i stood up and clapped in my living room <laughs> standing ovation for your uncle shivani bravo dude and then that went right into the show where they had a maroon mat for no reason Yes. Oh, I hated that show. I hated watching that show. And then they and they, one of the one of the, the the middle rope was like black and orange. For yes. Some reason. Oh, I hated nice. watching that show. Isn't that what the one we... with Sid? Is that Sid and Sting? Yes. Oh, 
that yeah. show. I actually hated watching that show. Actually, is it? Is it Sid's thing? I'm getting confused now because I watched a couple Halloween Havocs last night. I had had I had had a little bit to drink last night, so um, I'm trying to think which one it is. But um, I mean, either way, it, whether it, whether it is or it isn't, that, that the 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 mat and the ropes was really bad <laughs> for whatever oh, yeah. for whatever oh, show my. that was. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, my number four is uh, comes from 2002 when our good buddy uh, Kane comes back and he has the half mask and at th- this is when i believed everything it was still real to me and kane was just uh, they didn't do the katie vick stuff which we won't dive into but um he was facing triple h triple h had been doing the whole um the evolution gimmick they were all back and together because i know that batista and randy both had got hurt and went away and came back and this was like the full group i believe and they were going to do a monday night raw where it's going to be triple h rolled heavyweight title versus kane's mask and kane was kind of like on a tear he didn't want to do he didn't want to unmask because he was the big red machine he was with rvd and a tag team love this whole era and because triple h is my guy because my pronouns is Triple H all day long. We all know that Andretti's is heart savage. What are your pronouns, Billy? I, for, I forgot to I forgot to, to say that at the beginning. Yeah, Billy, Damn. what's your what's your pronouns? Well, that's tough. That's that's they used to be Flair, but goddamn, it's it's hard. It's getting tougher. It's getting tougher to go by that. I'm having to rethink it. Uh, especially goddamn that one match. I could go down as one fucking scary shit, couldn't it? Yeah. That could be an honorable mention. Yeah, it's like the fucking Passion of the Christ watching that thing. <laughs> I'll have to think. I'll have to think of my pronouns. I, I'm very. I'm. I'm. I'm fucking wrestler fluid right now. To be honest with you. Uh. So all right. So back into it. So the Triple H. They have the mask there. They have the. Uh, they have the match, and Kane is you know fighting his way back. He's he. They're they're doing the big hope spot. And then Triple H ends up winning because he cheats to win with Flair and Kane has to unmask. And it's one of the damnedest things you ever want to see because I I thought it it was scary to me. But you guys knowing at the age of you were, because you guys are a little bit older than I am, Kane goes to the one side of the ring, pulls the mask off to a half-shaven head in black paint on the top half of his face and he turns around and he looks like a complete monster. He looks, yeah. uh, he looks ridiculous and yeah, I, terrifying. I, I think, I, I think I was more curious. I knew who it was at this point in time. Yeah, I didn't know. It was, fucking, it was fake diesel, but I, my, I was interested in the, what the presentation was going to be. Cause there was like hot rumor that went around many times over. If they were going to like invest in these like movie quality fucking prosthetics. To I remember that too. I remember all that too. Yeah. And there was uh, the uh, the the maximum sweat cane figure that you could take the mask off. Uh-huh. But you had, you had to you had to you had to um you had to pull it off with like with on your own like it didn't come off right. It no it was it, it would it, it it would it would come off. I, I can't remember how easy it was originally, but it was basically an Undertaker face with these heavy burns on it. So 
And, and WrestleMania 2000, the video game, you could take the mask off of them. It was just like this charred black face underneath. Wow. Uh, so for me, it was like a lot of mystery. I, I popped for the fact that I did not know the fucking hair for that man. I mean, that was his hair throughout his career up till that yeah. point. But it was, yeah, it was his real hair. And then when they fucking they, 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 hair, they yeah. popped me to they popped me to the moon that the really? fucking that hair was hey, sewn into uh, the mask. Bobby, do you do you remember the Cobra Commander that came out with the clear mask over his face? Yes. So you could you had to rip that clear mask off to see Cobra Commander's face, which every mm-hmm. kid did. I thought mm-hmm. I thought that that was the way the Maximus Sweat was, where you had to like you had to pry that thing off on your own to see underneath it. It's hard. I I cannot recall because I I got the thing off there, and you could attach it and, and reattach it easy. I can't remember initially. Yeah, I can't remember either the level of difficulty with that. But yeah, I, that was it. Was awesome. But you know, he had the the eye black that he would wear. Uh, and it had smeared over the course of the match. It, it was still uh, pretty, pretty incredible reveal. Trick or treat. I remember whenever I, I didn't get to watch this lot. I was so intrigued, but I had to go to my grandmother's on Monday night. And so I didn't get to see it because they didn't have cable. So I had to wait until I could get home to go to WWE.com, fire up the old dial up back in the day, take up all of the worst possible uh, internet coverage you could possibly get. I had to fire up WWE.com to see if Kane unmasked. And that's where that's how I found out that he unmasked. And then you could watch the replay and it was terrifying. I was absolutely terrified. But uh, yeah, and then he ended up being like this dastardly monster with the uh, completely sh- shaven head and the uh, the the two uh different colored eyes and the towel over his head and they shackled him and brought him to the ring the next week. Like it was a hell of a presentation. I absolutely believed it. And it's one of my favorite things that have ever happened in wrestling, just because of the time frame where I believed everything. Yeah. I I would almost say that they did a better job with Kane than what they did with the undertaker because the undertaker, I mean, look, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum, the three of us, but The Undertaker is one of my least favorite uh, mm. characters and, and people in wrestling for a long time, you know. But um, that character could have very easily been just as bad as T.L. Hopper, dude. I mean, it's, it's so stupid. The Undertaker gimmick is so stupid. But the, um, the thing with Kane was that I actually feel like they did a better job with all the Kane stuff than they, than they did even with The Undertaker, even though those characters are obviously tied together. Mm-hmm. I really, so I'm not a big, the Undertaker's name was Kane when he first came in. Right. 
Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't hate Undertaker. I don't like. Obviously, I everything about Undertaker is good that happened post um, Ministry of Darkness for me, especially whenever he became the uh, American Badass. The American Badass is the best Undertaker. I actually agree with you on that. I, I think that I think that that was the best he's ever been. Was the, was when he was on a bike. And yeah. I know. I know. Look, everybody's going to disagree with that. Everybody's got their own opinion. But I, I thought don't that care. I'll fight him. When he became, they, they ever when he became the biker, that was the, that was my favorite version of him. Yeah, it's bar it's bar none the best one, especially whenever he went short hair with the bandana on the bike. The best. But those SmackDown, the, and that's obviously my wheelhouse of like what I love from wrestling because that was my childhood. But Anybody else that thinks that all that Undertaker stuff, whenever he, you know, he's carving the casket for Kamala and all that, that Undertaker sucks. <laughs> that casket for Kamala only has to be about three feet long, doesn't it? Oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I would have contributed. I was, I was looking at that Hikaru Shida fucking Instagram. She posted something, looked like she just got worn out. <laughs> um, but on, she, got worn, she got worn out reading too too many heavy animes. I don't know. She got worn out. But um, fucking number is it number three? Yes, sir. Is that where we're right. at? Number three. Yep, we're on number three. number three. Number three. We're gonna have to go. We're going back. We're going back to 1998. Ooh. And I would, on occasion, help out a buddy of mine and do a little color commentary for his independent wrestling organization. It was AIWF, and they ran out of uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina. And this time, uh, for this show, we were in Elkin, North Carolina. National Guard Armory. Of course Ooh. it's a fucking armory, right? <laughs> that's um, all you guys got down there for shows. Yeah, that's it. And this was a big Halloween. This is fucking Halloween Fright Night 98. And stack card. Uh, by that, I mean they brought Ricky Morton in for it. Um <laughs> I guess a stacked independent card in North Carolina. You bring Ricky Morton in for it. Uh, they paid the 150 bucks or so to get him to come in. And so along with being a Halloween themed, uh, the organization would run these shows called extreme content. Cause it's 1998, right? Fucking, you gotta have the word fucking extreme in there. Um, and these were shows that were like, you saw that you knew not to bring your fucking kids. But uh, you, you fucking would anyway. But you know, you knew that the, the gimmick matches are going to be a little more violent. There's going to be a little more blood. There's going to be a, some fucking language, a lot of it. Um, and, and this this night uh, was the first one of those. And myself and the other announcer at the time, we were like, "All right, we got to fucking we got to start this show off." A video of this exists. I, I've tried to track it down. I'm actually going to have to go back and get it off the original fucking VHS to, to bring up. Oh, but, um, please. Give yeah, but uh, we were uh, we uh, decided we're going to kick the show off. We're going to set the tone. We got a costume up, and, and what better at the time, 1998? Uh, their 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 fourth album was out. It was fucking phenomenal. We fucking dressed up as the Insane Clown Posse, face paint, these fucking uh, fucking uh, dreadlock wigs that were like sewn into our fucking hair. You said it this was, was last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, this is every weekend. Um, but uh, and, and we went out and actually fucking did one of their songs. Fucking just you know, we we got a we got a guy with all the best 1998 technology to to take the vocals out as much as he could. We rapped over it to introduce the show. It's great. Uh, the show was actually 
maybe one of the better independent shows I've attended. Like it, it was a pretty phenomenal show, top to bottom. Um, but is Dan Barry after, booked? Uh, I I don't think he was, but we had a couple of mask guys though. So you know, you know who those guys are. They're such workers. They don't talk. They don't reveal themselves. Could let's say he was. He was. He was that one guy. Perfect. Um, this is after the show. I'm in the bathroom. I'm trying to get this fucking paint off. And and like my first story, this is legitimate paint that is tough to get off. And I'm in the sink. I'm fucking scrubbing. I got fucking two bars of soap. I'm working through it. I I am resolved to the fact that. I'm not going to get all this off of me tonight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go home, hit the shower. This is going to be a couple of days worth of work. Uh, but while my face is down in the sink, I noticed somebody stepped up. Somebody's at the sink next to me. I look up and it's goddamn Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton had fought for the world title that night. Uh, had won it. He was quote unquote, quote unquote, world quote unquote. Title. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know, some people for people in small town, North Carolina, I mean, that, that town they're in is their entire world. They don't venture out of it. So world title, um, he won it, but it was like a dusty finish in favor of the heel, in favor of the face this time. Uh, so Ricky ended up not getting that title that night. Uh, he, he, you know, bled like a fucking stuck hog. He's in the bathroom, face down the sink also, washing off. He's got this little cut over his head, and he's just, he, he can't get, stop bleeding. Like, it's like a slow trickle. And, and of course, Ricky Morton, if you've seen him, if you've seen his gear in the 80s, it's the same as fucking gear now. I don't think it's ever changed. Uh, it's just bandanas like tied all over his goddamn tights, <laughs> tied all over his fucking arms. He's tossing bandanas out to the fucking crowd. Fucking he's got a bandana on his head. They're everywhere. And he looks at me and he says, he's like, God damn, can't get this thing stop bleeding. And he lets out this big, oh, I might have to put a bandana on this shit. Takes a bandana <laughs> off from his damn tights, ties it tight around his forehead, walks out of the bathroom. Not a Band-Aid, but a bandana. I'm going to put a bandana on this shit. <laughs> and, and it was a phenomenal interaction. It was a very surreal interaction. Uh, but yeah, that, that was number three. That was uh, the time I shared a bathroom with Ricky Morton in the Elkin National Guard Armory. The, the first time. Yeah, the first time. And it wasn't the only time involving blood, I'll tell you that. Was that was that one of the times you met the freight train at a at an indie show at, in that America? motherfucker mm. or man scout? Keep going, keep going. Next guy, next one of you. <laughs> Who's up? Is it my turn? Yep, your this turn. Is, we're okay, we're going on touchy territory right now. Oh, keep God. going. Oh, okay. Here we go. I got uh, this is number three, right? Yeah. Yep, number three. Okay, number three. All right, what do I got here? Okay, Sting. <laughs> Who is Would that? Say, if I abducted a 14-year-old girl right here at Halloween Havoc. Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I want <that> King. <laughs> Puppies. Um, no, I watched uh I watched Halloween Havoc 90 last night. Uh Black Scorpion abducts mm -hmm. a 14-year-old girl out of the crowd. So hell yeah. I mean, it's it just it's so cringe and it's i laughed so hard every time i see it now it's it's so bad the black scorpion everything about it is, is some of the greatest stuff in wrestling history we all know that but the dude comes out interrupts shivani who's who's in a hat in a in a phantom of the opera gimmick like with like the half face but of mm -hmm. course tony's got like 
the half face facing the damn camera. So he looks like an idiot. Um, Sting is Sting is in a, in a, in a horrible robe, uh, gold and gold and black robe. It's real bad. He's way over the top with everything that he's saying. And Sting, Sting, I mean, look, man, I, I love Sting too when I was a little kid. You go back and watch that stuff now, it's not the greatest stuff you've ever seen in your life. Let's put it that way. But, you know, um, it happens pretty early in the show at, at Havoc 1990 where all of a sudden the Black Scorpion starts, starts, you know, yelling for Sting. And then he shows up in the background, grabs a 14-year-old girl out of the crowd, drags her behind a screen where no one can see it. They disappear and then about five seconds later, the black scorpion and the 14-year-old girl run in from the other side of the screen. And he pushes her to Sting. She jumps off the, off the platform. Sting catches her, sets her down. She runs off camera, never to be seen or heard from again. We don't know if that girl has gone through any kind of psychiatric evaluation. We don't know if she's had any kind of trauma the rest of her life by being abducted by Ole Anderson in a black hood. So... Black How many Scorpion. people ever survived that? Black Scorpion abducts a 14-year-old girl out of the crowd is my number three. Tremendous. Wow. Speaking of abductions, my number three is also an well, abduction. Hang on, hang on. That, that show, uh, Baker, that show, um, Halloween Havoc 1990, is the same show where um, Stan Hansen yells at a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> the hits keep coming that night. I might have to watch that one. I, I, I've never watched that one. But uh, yeah, my number three also involves an abduction. Uh, my bachelor party, we went to... <laughs> I, like your, I like where this is headed. Yeah, oh, so shit. my bachelor party, uh, we went to uh, Pittsburgh and we were going to go out to... Uh, I had no idea this was happening. I was blindfolded until we got to our venue. So... That's my first time leaving Shippenburg. (laughs) So uh, we made it out to Pittsburgh and where we watched uh, the Crown Jewel, where uh, that was the same day that Crown Jewel happened, where uh, Goldberg and Undertaker nearly killed each other, where Goldberg concussed himself. Yeah, Goldberg concussed himself seconds into the match. It's a match. Yes. And... uh, so then we, the next day we go, I have no idea what we're doing. They just said, we're not telling you you're getting blindfolded. So we get an Uber and apparently we're going to McKeesport. So if you know McKeesport, McKeesport is a bad area outside of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and the Uber driver was concerned to the point where she pulled over and said, are you seriously going to McKeesport? And they, and like, they all said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's totally cool. Like we're, we're, we're totally fine. And then they, she was like, then they ended up telling her, like whispering to her, like what we were doing. And she was like, wow. Like she didn't even really have where she just wanted to, she's supposed to have a good time. So what happens is I get out of the car, take off my blindfold. We're at an old rundown church and we're, <laughs> we were at PWX fight society for a indie show. And this show, Dut, Dut and I watched this show before we did the trek up to uh long island and i remember it to be a much better show than what it was and in the <laughs> in the very opening of the show they abduct th- this guy that had face paint they abducted this girl uh that was on the roster and then they ended up coming out and um i can't even remember what happened <laughs> 
anymore. I mean, that, that I mean, right there, right there's a, a life lesson for all wrestling fans. If you go to an indie show and you have a really good time and you think it's mm-hmm. awesome, don't ever watch it again. Yeah. 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 yeah leave, I, leave, leave the memories alone. Yes. yes. Yeah. Cause I remember like that was one of that was one of the most fun things like I, I that I've ever done was go to this show. We sat on stadium seating from like an old stadium. They're probably from the old PNC park and like the seats broke halfway through. So we ended up doing a wall sit for like the rest of the show. And, uh, but yeah, the girl was abducted in the very beginning of the show. And, uh, I do, I think a Shirley Doe, I think that's who saved her. He was also another guy that had his face painted, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my number three. I remember watching that with you at Mongoose's house before we went up to Long Island. And that was painful to sit through, man. I mean, mm. it was, it was funny because you were laughing you were like, this is awesome. I remember how awesome this was. And it was, it was fun in that, in that kind of context, but we were I don't front row seating. Dude, I don't need to see a girl get abducted <laughs> at an indie show. Cause at an indie show that might be real <laughs> sex trafficking at an indie oh, show. And I, I, don't, I don't need, I don't need to be a part of that in McKee's oh, voice. Oh my, but yep. That's my number three. Let's move on to number two. What do you got? We got beautiful Bobby. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I can't, I can't continue the streak of abductions, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so it, die, it dies at two. Uh, this is another memory. Uh, this is about the same time around late nineties, uh, early two thousands. Uh, buddy of mine ran a wrestling merchandise store in Eden, North Carolina, and he opened one up in Collinsville, Virginia. And is it called High with- Spots? <laughs> is it still open but then but then we would have um we would, have, man, uh, we, would, we would have abduction stories. <laughs> we would have abduction stories if we were talking high spots and rf video and whatnot oh still. god i said there was none of those in this story here um but <laughs> everyone here is of age in this story uh but my my buddy opened a store in collinsville virginia this was my uh high school job like i become i would put in like four hours most days after school um and and a store in collinsville virginia working there for a little bit i've got a ton of stories about this uh, about this store um but i'll just i'll regale you with this one here i'll just say this i learned this much from working in a store in collinsville virginia never open a store in collinsville virginia (laughs) i spent most of my time uh playing fucking wwf WrestleFest. We, we had the arcade game there, thank God, and occasionally waiting on a customer. Is uh, that is, is WrestleFest the, the one where everybody's like 375? They're basic, real thick. Basically, yes. <laughs> yes. They all they all look like Ted R. City in the ring. Everybody has a six-pack. Everybody. Uh, but wow. uh, this is the grand we're talking the grand opening. And for the grand opening, uh, several things were going on. Uh, it was actually pretty packed that day. Uh, there was like punch. There was fucking cake. There were two cakes. I would like. I'll state, I'll state. Well, I'll state that because that comes into play again later. Okay. And Native American Tatanka was there. No. Um, in a suit. Um, <laughs> there for the meet and greet. Um, he was there. Uh, my buddy who owned the store, really tall fella, he's pushing about six eight six nine, jumped into a homemade cane costume. To meet and greet people it was decided all the staff which is only like three or four of us was going to be in costume what an atmosphere and 
And I was left with a couple options. And I went with one. Uh, he had uh, brought Dustin Rhodes in uh, for an autograph sign at his Eden store. And Dustin had given him like this, this rain-worn fucking gold dust outfit. Uh, because it was it was a little torn up, you know, he he wasn't it couldn't be repaired, and it was on display in the Collinsville store. And he said, "Why don't you fuck throw that thing on?" Uh, I said, "Okay." I mean, it's into the same old. skin as a rose. Because it's yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. And so I throw that on. And one thing I noticed was that he, you know, he that's a big guy. Uh, he's what six six maybe. Um, he weighs a lot more than me, uh, so it's a little baggy. It's a little baggy. You know, when he wears it's kind of skin tight on me, um, it, it's not. It's like I got a fucking gold trash bag on. <laughs> and so I throw on like the gold dust. I don't even paint up. I throw on that gold dust mask that looks fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and I'm going around in that thing and uh, it, it all goes well. Um, aside from the fact that he abandoned this costume because the crotch was blown out. <laughs> and I mean fucking blown out to hell. Did anybody uh, was Marlena was Marlena there? <laughs> I, there's a lot of ladies smoking, but I think they're just smoking like fucking reds. <laughs> they were Marlboro Reds. There's no classy ladies smoking cigars in Collinsville, Virginia. Um, but no, I, if you called for Marlena, you probably you probably would have gotten an assortment of blondes, you know, probably with fucking black eyes and shit like that. But um, but no, I'm wearing this thing, and I and I learn more and more just how fucking blown out this crotch is. <laughs> And this comes at a time where um, I'm a pretty firm boxer brief wearer now, but I, I was like an all boxer guy there in my mid teens. And some of those boxers over the course of the day, you wear those things and fucking there's stuff hanging out. So I, I, I don't know how many people, uh, you know, saw my, my damn dick dangling out of that gold dust costume over the course of the day. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say many. Many, because God knows I saw it a few times over the course of the day. There's a lot of Justin that had to be made. No one said anything. So either everyone was very impressed or very, uh, very full of pity, one or the other. Uh, but no one ever said anything as I tramped, uh, traipsed around in that gold dust costume. And a special aside, uh, when he left, one of those cakes was about half eaten. Native American Tatanka took the other fucking cake put it in the back seat of his car and left man yeah was it for him his people or was it for him no it's a grand opening celebration cake <laughs> no it's for, when, when tatanka took the cake was to take it back to his people what's the closest <laughs> reservation to, to collinsville north carolina <laughs> Not far. It's West Virginia, not even not even North Carolina. No, we're we're in Virginia, so it's not it's not far. Um, I don't know, but but yeah, he he spotted taking a goddamn whole cake with him. Can I look? I, I mean, that that, that may have been that may have been his pay. I don't know. Beautiful Bobby, I, I got to ask this question because there's yeah. you, you know as a as a former coach, you know Baker is a former athlete will attest to this too. You know, being in the film room a lot. Um, you look for patterns of behavior, right? You look for patterns <laughs> in the film. Yeah. What yes. is what is it with people and you and, and cake, dude? <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know. It's a blessing and a curse. Tell that story real quick about coming home from work. You, you got to give. I, I shouldn't open up that bag, but now you got to give. Uh, man, I just cooled down from this. <laughs> you, you're poking the hornet's nest. 
and I guess everybody's about to get fucking stung, aren't they? Uh, this is not. This has nothing to do with the theme. Well, I don't know. It's pretty fucking scary that people can be this fucking <laughs> ignorant. Um, I worked. Uh, I do a traveling job. I, I work different towns. You know, I make those towns. Uh, every three months, I swap out. I was timing. in green. Put the timing on the road, dude. That's what it is. You gotta, you gotta put the time in. You gotta show up. You come into the territory hot. You go out on your back. That's how I do it. <laughs> um, but I got a call from the guy I was renting a place from. He stayed there. I only saw him if I worked the weekends because he worked the weekends too. So it was like once a month. And I worked nine a.m. nine p.m. And I hated this fucking job. Hated it with a passion. And he got off at one p.m. that day. I got off at nine. I'm coming home. He shoots me a text. Hey, Billy, can you do me a favor? And I was like, what did I do? I fucked up around the house. What did I do? He's like, can you swing by the Harris Teeter and pick up one of those cho whole chocolate cakes? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You've been off since goddamn one. I just got off at nine. I'm just coming home. I'm fucking tired. You work eight hours shift. I don't know why Harris Teeter. He didn't, he didn't even Harris, Harris Teeter is such an underrated uh, store he by worked the way. six hours that day i worked a full 12 he couldn't get off his ass and god knowing that there was a whole cake there the day before that he ate that entire fucking cake and he wanted another one that day i told him he, he ate the whole cake and then wanted you to get another one yeah there's a whole cake there the day before that oh my god yeah because when i got home thursday night that cake was there and he wanted another one on Friday night. Whole cake. Is that okay? So I, I've never had the chocolate cake from the Harris Teeter. I've had the, I've had chocolate cake from Giant Eagle and Bilo and places like that. But how's the how's the chocolate cake the Harris Teeter? Is it is it is it worth? Well, I wouldn't know because I never got any. This fucker oh, ate the whole thing every time. He tatanka that goddamn cake. Took it all for himself. Um, oh, I, hope business tatanka, I hope tatanka pe peeled out of that parking lot left and left. Uh, a trail of smoke and a trail of, of, of tire all the way down the street. <laughs> oh, he didn't leave slow. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's my, that's my number two was uh, my damn dick hanging out of a gold dust costume and Tataka. I, I don't even know how we did, how we topped that. How's that not number one? Well, here's, I here's guess, the, I guess what, somebody I, needs to get, somebody needs to get their dick and ass out. I guess that's <laughs> the only way to top it. I mean, uh, this is going to transition right into mine because <laughs> it, involves, it involves a grocery store and pastry. So, uh, or, or at least baked goods. So, okay. So this is probably like, uh, I'm going to say probably like somewhere around like uh, 2000, 2000, uh, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. Um, I am living in Dallas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I'm in, I'm in the Euless area. Okay. Euless Yacht Club, shout out. It's one of the best bars. Uh, quote unquote best bars in the world. Um, so I'm in Euless and me, it's me, uh, Nasty Noah, and my buddy Ross, who now is playing Boy Scout somewhere in Northern California. Who no nobody's seen him or heard from him in years. I don't even know if that dude's still alive. But um, so we're we're in we're in an Albertsons in Euless. And um, those guys, you know, Ross and his brother Rick, um, they used to go to world class at the sportatorium growing up. And they would always tell me a lot of really crazy stories about wow. like Abdul the Butcher and the Von Erichs and all that. And look, mm -hmm. I got Von Erich stories. I can't even, I, I don't even want to tell you on here, but um, they, um, they were, they used to go there all the time and, and see, you know, all these wrestlers. And obviously one of the guys that was kind of a, you know, a, a guy in WC in, in uh, world-class was uh, the angel of death. 
right? So we ran into this dude. This is like 10 o'clock at night. We ran into the angel of death in the Albertsons in Euless. And we walk in there. I have no idea who the hell the guy even is. Cause I mean, oh, I haven't seen, you know, hadn't seen world-class adapt. I, it's, it's 30 years removed. Right. So I have no idea who the hell the guy even is. So um, Ross taps me on his shoulder when we're walking in and he goes, Holy fuck. I, and I'm like, I'm like, what? He goes, that's a fucking angel of death. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, what are you talking about? So I look over and I'm like, Holy shit, that really is him. And he's like with some other guy. Right. And they're, they're in the checkout line. And um, we go over and he's like, I got to fuck with him. And I'm like, dude, don't fuck. This guy looks like he's on his deathbed, right? I'm like, don't start fucking with the angel of death in the, in the checkout line. So he's like, he's laughing real hard. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. So he goes over to the angel of death um, and gets behind him and goes, uh, hey, you the angel of death? And the guy goes, yeah. And Ross goes, uh, smell like updog in here? <laughs> oh, and the angel of death goes, what? No. Does it smell like updog? What? Uh, oh, come on, it smells weird in here. Does it smell like updog? What are you talking about? And Ross is like, just stuck with it, doubled down. Does it smell like updog? <laughs> Damn. And the, and the other guy, the other guy has no idea either. The, the other guy was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? And, and I'm, I'm, dude, I'm dead. I'm, I'm doubled up for laughing. <laughs> Nasty Noah's doubled over laughing. And Ross is playing it straight. And he, can't, he just, he just stuck with it. He didn't break kayfabe. You gotta, com <laughs> you gotta commit. You gotta he's stick to like, the gimmick. He's like, come on, man. What, what's that smell? It smells really weird in here. Is it, does it smell like Updog? And the angel of death is like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then they left. <laughs> we never got, we never got Jesus. the bus line, but we did laugh our ass off. <laughs> and then, uh noah we're you know we're we're dude we're, we're crying laughing right so we're noah walks over to the um to the place where they've got like uh cookies behind like a behind like a in like a glass enclosure right where you've got a you know you get like five cookies for a dollar or whatever it is right and Noah five cookies for a dollar i mean dude, this was this was you know 15 years ago so noah noah um you know reaches into the into the cabinet and just starts eating cookies and he comes over to me and he goes, he goes, Hey, they got cookies over there. I go, dude, they're fucking for sale. Dude, they're not free. They're not free samples. And his eyes got like as big as you've ever seen eyes get big in your life. The dude had eaten like 25 cookies out of that case. I, thinking I thinking mean, they were free samples. I mean, that's only five bucks though. Yeah, I get it. But then we got out of there and that was the, uh, that was the story of, of running into the world-class veteran, the angel of death of the Albertsons. <laughs> Oh my, that's great. I mean, I but I, I got a question off that story. Sure. Um, what's up, dog? Huh? What's up, dog? What? <laughs> God. Uh, you know, uh, fucking Angel Death knew what it was. You know, he knew what I was mean, going on. He stonewalled. He stonewalled that kid on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, all right. Mine, uh, my number two is, um, is a wrestler. Got his face painted. He's very nice. He's very evil. It's Danhausen. Oh yeah, mm. I love Danhausen. He is fantastic. If you don't know who Danhausen is, you can see him on AEW some weeks. Who knows with the booking anymore? Uh, but I love Danhausen, and he did a match with PB Smooth. Who shout out to Trigger Trey. He loves PB Smooth. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, they had a match in a bar where Dan Housen ended up on top of the bar dancing to tequila, but he also got his ass beat in that match to PB Smooth. But that is where the famous Dan Housen tequila comes from, mm. is from that match. And uh, I would encourage everyone to head to YouTube to look up the Dan Housen tequila and you'll find him doing his dance. And he's doing a dance, but he's doing the match with PB Smooth at the same time. It is, it is a great watch. And that is my wrestling match gift of the week to uh, our listeners. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it. And uh, just a huge shout out to Dan Housen. Uh, he always has a place here on the pods. Ah, yes, Danhausen here. I'd like to thank the Podski. Very nice, very evil podcast happening right now of Shem Shorts. But I uh, want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, or be cursed. All right, so now we are here for the, this is what we came for, the big number one. Yeah. Bill, or oh, almost kayfabe the name. Oh, my God. Beautiful Bobby, what is the number one? Ooh, don't kayfabe that, that. Don't use my shoot name because fucking people are looking for me. <laughs> um, number one, let me close this fucking sheet of Instagram down. Number one um, is this isn't scary from a damn like the the normal perspective, right? There, there's nothing you know frightening here in the grand sense of the word, but this was frightening because it almost scared me from being a wrestling fan. It almost scared me off from the sport I've loved for so many fucking years, uh, just because this was the fucking cringiest, fucking most embarrassing, God awful goddamn thing I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of shit in wrestling. I've been there through the good times and the bad. And this was a, a promo between Paul Bearer and Jerry the King Lawler. And this was hot off the heels of Bearer announcing that he was Kane's father, right? It added another wrinkle in that whole, that whole story, that whole fucking saga, uh, which of course meant that as the Undertaker's brother, uh, that, that, you know, that they had the same mother and you put two and two together. Yeah, there's a lot of there was some of that being said, apparently. <laughs> and you find out just how much uh, they, they filmed this as in uh, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. When we come back, King is going to talk to Paul Bearer about this whole thing. And it does that thing where they set the camera down and supposedly, you know, they're supposed to be off air. So they're just, just shooting between the two of them. Uh, but it's actually being recorded and shown on TV. Imagine that, you know, and nobody told them, hey, we're still recording. You know, it's just that's beside the fact they're sitting there talking and and king you know he wants to hear what it's like to you know fuck somebody that's actually an adult for once um so, so he jesus he he, he mentions <laughs> the paul bear and king pretty much wants fucking details on this whole thing he's like yeah there's no way the undertaker's mom and and paul bear's like yeah he's like fucking and paul bear just proceeds to go on and tell a, a story about a sexual encounter that is every bit as arousing as you imagine it would be. Take a look at a picture of Paul Bearer 
is every bit as arousing a tale as you can imagine coming out of that man. Um, and it's just, it's fucking filthy. It really is like nothing, nothing horrible is said, but it's just the alluding to and, and the wording and it's all that. And, and Undertaker's mother took Paul Bear on the fucking kitchen floor <laughs> of the fucking funeral home. And Paul Bear is fucking, he does this thing for a minute where he falls back and he's fucking shaking his legs like some jolly fucking fat oh. man. And it's just, there's a lot there. And yeah, King's eating it up. They actually booked this. This is a King, real thing that happened on television. King is eating it up because, you know, because uh, he's a fucking sexual deviant any damn way. <laughs> He's eating it up and it it goes on. It's one of those, it goes on just a little longer than it needs to, also. It makes it even worse. Like it stretches out a minute. Uh, I will only say hats off to Jerry Lawler because when they immediately after that, once they do come back from commercial, he he delivers what is like a sincere, heartfelt apology. Like, you know, oh shit, we got caught. You weren't supposed to see that. Things were said. My apologies. I'd like to think he was just apologizing for that fucking segment in general like even he realized he's like this is fucking sick um that's my number one because a while yeah it's it's not scary i mean it involves paul bear kane undertaker so i could loosely tie it to that um you know and a guy that that masquerades as a king um and masquerades as you know not a child rapist he's on there and but it, the scary thing was just like how close this was. I've I've said I think I said to fucking uh, to Justin Andretti here. It's like if I walk if somebody walked in and I had that on my TV and the options were that promo or fucking horse porn, I'd flick it on the horse porn in a second. I'd rather somebody walk in and see that on my TV than me watching that. It was the most fucking embarrassed I've ever been to be a wrestling fan. It was horrible. There's no redeeming value to it. It's on YouTube. If you want to watch it, you won't be the same. <laughs> um, it's a low point in the industry. It really is. It's worse than the Katie Vick thing. I, I would have rather just seen a hardcore version of the Katie Vick angle than this promo. Oh, my God. It's bad. I'd rather watch a big show match. That's less embarrassing <laughs> to the sport. That this promo, and that's saying a lot because that fat fuck never should have gotten to a ring to begin with. Um, but yeah, that's my number one. Kane and Paul Bear talking about fucking nailing the Undertaker's mother right there on the kitchen floor of the funeral home. And I don't even know where to go. Disgust. Oh man, you know what's great too is that the, the, the Paul Bear legitimately lived like one street over from where I was living at Euless. No, you're uh -huh. lucky he didn't take you on the fucking kitchen floor. <laughs> oh my god, Justin Andretti! Oh my god, that. Oh yeah. yeah I hated, I hated Paul, Paul Bear every every second of growing up, and even now I hate that character. So much. <laughs> well, this won't help. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Let's hear it, Andretti. What's your oh, number? Oh boy, one? am I excited to talk about this? So. <laughs> I watched this several times last night and it's, you can find, you can find the, the whole compiled, I think it's like three vignettes and then the, 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 the Jake Roberts interview at the end. So it's kind of like four segments, right? 
Um, this is one of the absolute, it, it might be my favorite thing that's ever happened in pro wrestling. It happened when I was a little kid. So of course I it was all in believing it was completely real and all in thinking this was, this was, a, this was really happening, you know, in real life. You um, Mark, this is Jake, the snake Roberts deceives the ultimate warrior. And oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch yeah. the whole thing. The quality's not the, you know, great. I tried to find it on the, uh, I tried to find the dates on um, on uh, the on Peacock, you know, to try to find the shows like on Superstars or whatever the hell it was, or you know, Wrestling Challenge or whatever. I couldn't find it. I, I didn't know. I couldn't find the the uh, the segments to watch them on Peacock, but you can find it on YouTube. So basically, what happens? It's the summer in 1991. Um, Ultimate Warrior is in a really weird place, and I don't really I don't know why this was happening, but he was kind of feuding with. The Undertaker, as well as helping Hogan at SummerSlam right at the same time against um, Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter. I have no idea why the Ultimate Warrior was in two very, very different feuds at the same time. Like, what, what the hell was that? Like, I have no clue. I just see I, that's even it's very unlike Vince to do something just, you know, completely bad shit like that. But anyway. Well, I mean, not now, no, but, but it just was so yes. strange to see him. He was doing two programs at the same time. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, uh, so basically the feud, the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker, um, Jake the Snake Roberts comes out on on the uh, the funeral parlor, you know, the Paul Bear. I mean, this all, I mean, these are all connected. That's hilarious. So um, Jake Roberts comes mm-hmm. out on the funeral parlor um, and basically says to, to uh, Paul Bearer that he's going to teach the Ultimate Warrior the secrets of the darkness that the undertaker possesses so that the ultimate warrior can defeat the undertaker. Okay. And mm. Paul Bear's all worried about that. Like, no, you can't teach him the secrets. No, what are you doing? All this shit. Right. So anyway, um, the ultimate warrior has to trust Jake, the snake, right. Which obviously nobody should ever trust Jake, the snake with anything, especially with uh, showing up on time. Right. So anyway, um, <laughs> Jake is staying. Sober, <laughs> Jake has, yeah. Jake has the warrior. <laughs> in a coffin okay in a, in a casket and the warrior's grunting and he's trying to get out and all this shit and jake is telling them that you've got to you've got to learn how to beat the undertaker by by living you know living like the undertaker lives right so he eventually locks him in the coffin um undertaker's super or uh, the old warrior's super uncomfortable uh, but then when he opens the opens the casket um the ultimate warrior has has the same look in his eyes as the undertaker right so he's kind of learning learning the secrets of the darkness right well then in the second spot which is my which is one of the, the second spot is probably my favorite thing in wrestling history so they're they're in the cemetery um there's all kind of fog and smoke and all this stuff and jake um jake gives this really awesome promo as he's walking through the cemetery um and the we find the undertaker uh, the ultimate warrior digging a grave right he's digging a grave and he pulls out eventually he pulls out a skull from the grave and the ultimate warrior is some of the best shit this guy has ever done. He's saying stuff like, bury me alive, snake man. I trust you, snake man. And all these, all this stuff. It's so, it's so over the top and so great. So anyway, Jake the snake basically buries the ultimate warrior in the grave that he's dug. Okay. And he puts the skull right there by the tombstone. They never tell us whose grave this is. I guess they just dug up some old woman's grave for some reason. I don't know what the hell's going on. So then he puts Jake the Snake's career is probably right. Oh my god. Us. He puts mm. the skull right at eye level for the ultimate warrior to stare into the skull, right? To, to to learn the secrets of the dead, right? 
So then in the third, in the third segment, they're now in a mausoleum and Jake the Snake tells the Ultimate Warrior, you got to go into this room, this dark room, and, and you're going to find a coffin in there and you got to open the coffin and, and find what's inside, right? So he goes in, Jake, of course, locks him into the room. There's snakes all over the place. The Ultimate Warrior's kicking snakes everywhere. And he gets to the casket and opens the casket. Um, and there is, there is a, a cobra in the casket. And the cobra bites the Ultimate Warrior, right? So then the warrior, you know, the life is draining out of the warrior. And he breaks through the door, you know, right as he's starting to pass out. And he's reaching out for, <laughs> reaching out for help with his hand. And he puts his hand on the Undertaker's foot in the mausoleum and you start to hear the, the chimes, God. right? The, 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 the bell tolls then the chimes and you hear the undertaker's music and the camera pans up real slowly. And you see the undertaker and Paul bear and Jake, the snake Roberts is laughing and saying, you never should trust the snake. Ha ha ha. All this shit. Mm. And, and he turned on him. He turned on him. But then, you know, the, the further story with that is that um, Jake wanted to murder the ultimate warrior in real life for the warrior basically leaving WWF. I can't remember if he got fired at this point or if he left, but Jake was supposed to make a bunch of money with the ultimate warrior in a program. And the warrior basically ran out, ran out of the company. Right. Um, and then he, then, you know, th there was no conclusion to it. There was no, there was no ending to this. Um, but what's funny is that in that, in that SummerSlam match, which was literally like, like two days later, I mean, they, they, or maybe even one day later from, from when they showed the last segment, um, of this whole, of this whole, uh, you know, the vignettes, um, it's, it's the, it's the match made in heaven, match made in hell thing, right? Where it's, it's um, Hogan and uh, Hogan and the warrior versus slaughter and the Sheik, And at the end of that match, the ultimate warrior runs away with a chair and chases general Adnan and the Sheik out of the arena. And I, I believe that was the last time we saw the ultimate warrior for a long time, him running out of the arena with a chair over his head, trying to chase those guys out of there. The, the undertaker got hold of him and they, they took him on the floor, the kitchen floor, the funeral. Apparently bar. so, man. I mean, they like seeing those, seeing those vignettes as a kid, I was like, Holy shit. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to be a pro wrestler. This is so awesome. And I believed all of it, man. And I really thought that Jake the Snake Roberts was trying to help the Ultimate Warrior. And then when he turned on him, I was like, you son of a bitch, dude. Now I know why everybody yeah. hates yeah. your guts. Including his daughter. <laughs> Unreal. Oh. oh, I don't even know how I'm going to follow that one up. Those, these two have been incredible. Uh, but my number one is uh, other uh, great friend of the show, Trigger Trey Proctor. We went out for Halloween together one year in college and I was Hulk Hogan <laughs> and he was John Cena Ooh. and great. I, I even had the, I took a blonde wig, cut it. So I had to, and then I put the bandana over it. So I had the skull it. And then I took one of the strands that I cut off and made the handlebar out of it and uh, wore the, wore the belt, the world heavyweight belt and tray didn't have to do much other than just put a cap on and some wristbands and he was good to go. But, uh, that was a great, great, um, Halloween that I believe that was the one and only time that Aruga's in town had the, uh, they had like a bunch of board or cornhole boards and stuff sitting outside. And then there was a huge fight that happened and they never did it ever again. <laughs> 
<laughs> and because I, I think the cops got called and everything, and then everything was shut down that night. Oh, but it was a great that was a great Halloween. That's awesome. But uh, do we got any honorable mentions we want to? Yeah, make I got. I got we, a couple. Uh, sign uh, off. Uh, winners, what do you have? You got any honorable honorable mentions? Left? Uh, I, I dropped mine at the beginning, the CGI Paul Bear, <laughs> who I'd been calling for ever since the death of Paul Bear, and I finally got him. Uh, and another one I, I briefly mentioned early on, I was terrified of the fucking Great Muda as a kid. Yeah. Um, and, I, God, you could even go White Castle of Fear. I had a little worry also for Sting when Vader was dragging him across that fire. Uh, I, I didn't know if Sting was going to make it to the pay-per-view or not. Um, and he had on that leather jacket when Vader was dragging him across. And all I could imagine was Sting was probably fucking burned up all to hell, except for that jacket, that jacket he had on. Because I, I referenced the movie Lionheart, John claude Van Damme, where his brother gets burned alive at the beginning. He's got that leather jacket on. And part of the jacket is a little more preserved than his head and his, his hands. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the same fate fucking Sting has suffered. <laughs> He's just a howling fucking scarred skull in some in some operating room somewhere because vader has dragged him across this fire very very they i guess they just wanted you to think sting was going to fucking die because uh, great muda was 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 a sting opponent yeah. too and vader all kinds of awful things befell sting over the years i mean it would go on that inferno match vampiro that was an awful thing all right <laughs> jesus was it ever <laughs> Uh, but it didn't scare me. But yeah, uh, CGI Paul Bearer, Great Muda, White Castle of Fear. There, there's a lot of stuff there. A lot of early WCW was 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 worrisome as a child. I think I think the only time, or or at least the most time, I was really scared as a kid was also with Sting. But it was with Vader. It was when Vader first yeah. came in with the big helmet with the smoke and he started fighting thing. I was, oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I, was I was legitimately worried he was going to kill stack wow yeah uh my uh i'll throw my honorable mention in there uh speaking of uh this isn't really spooky but it entails a graveyard um the i believe this was the big boss man and big show am i oh, correct yeah, you're right <laughs> and they have a funeral service for Big Show's dad where the big boss man ends up chaining up the casket of Big Show's dad and driving off through the cemetery with the casket behind the vehicle and Big Show runs after it and hops on the back and is drug around. That is something you should all check out and watch. I don't even know what that is, but just watching. Incredible. Just watching that big lug of nothing <laughs> hop onto the back of that casket. Was, was just Bossman hilarious. yelling out of a bullhorn during that too? Yes. 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 <laughs> this was during that. There was this time where Bossman was just like, they went full cartoon villain. With yeah. Him. Oh my. But yeah, everyone should check that out. I uh, love that one. That we are. Uh, died. I got, I got pause here. That'll, that'll edit that out. What do you what do you got, Andretti? Okay, so I also have. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to two guys. So that uh, that were kind of Halloween themed. Um, Hollow Wicked. I really always liked that guy. He's about my age. Mm. Um, awesome in Chikara. I mean, the guy's like a you know like a luchador. You know um, that that has like a jack o' lantern mask. I have no idea if he's still working mm -hmm. or not. 
Um, I hope he is. You know, I hope he's still doing his thing. But but I always liked Hollow Wicked when I was really into Chikara there for a little while. Mm. Um, and then the other guy that I wanted to shout out was um, was Cyclope. I don't know if you guys remember him Hell or not, yeah. WCW. Um, yes. I don't think he had a, a ton of matches in WCW. I don't think he was there very long. But, I mean, he had an unbelievable mask, um, you know, kind of mm-hmm. Halloween theme, too. And the, the I wanted to do um, <laughs> Halloween Halloween match of the week, um, Cyclope versus Jericho. And why, why that's funny is because it was Cyclope's, you know, most popular match in WCW, and he wasn't in it because <laughs> it was Dean Malenko in the Cyclope outfit. Yes. And I, I will always remember that, but poor Cyclope, not even not even being in the damn match whenever his whenever his character was mm-hmm. was uh, in his most his most famous match in WCW. That was so that was funny. But yeah, I wanted to give those two guys a shout out. And the, the only other thing that I had was uh, um, NXT Halloween Havoc, the first one with Shotzi Blackheart, where she was the when she was the uh, the host. Um, I thought that mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like that was the last really good NXT show before it got really silly and went downhill after that. So that was kind of like, that yeah. was kind of like the end of the end of the era for me. Um, was that Halloween mm-hmm. Havoc was kind of the the last show that I, that I actually thought was pretty good. And I heard her, um, her shit pictures were half <laughs> off that night too. <laughs> oh my Could be. How much money, how much money do you think she made selling pictures of her, of her poop on the internet? A, sh- a shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, well, I want to thank you both for coming on and hopefully everyone enjoyed the super show uh i thoroughly enjoyed this this was a hell of a good time uh we probably are going to come back and do this again for our thanksgiving show and well uh, i got a lot to say already... about survivor series because <laughs> i watched <laughs> uh, dude i watched the first one last night again Ooh. survivor the, series oh sucks God. i hate That's survivor the series not, it's the it. worst save damn it. show save of the it year. save it because we're gonna do it uh. I, got, I know i know that winners <laughs> has got a lot of shit to say about survivor series uh. i've got i've got a lot to say about survivor series so i think we definitely need to do a, a thanksgiving show for sure mm-hmm. we'll do our uh, most thankful uh matches <laughs> that we are thankful have happened that are the absolute boy shows. are we thankful <laughs> all right well thank you both for being on this episode of the pod ski and our halloween super show and uh we will see you at next time trick or treat sting thank you for the invite to be a guest on the halloween super show here on the pod ski we will come back anytime thank you again sting